I want to thank y'all, those that stood up and Brother Burke uh, asked that question. Thank y'all for being honest. Thank y'all for being honest. I know, uh, I'm 18, I know that um, I know it can be hard being 15, 16, 17, 18, and 2018, 2019, 2021, 2022. It's funny how the Lord works, ain't it? It's funny. I, I have not told Brother Burke anything about what I'm going to be preaching. And then when he did that, it's, I was I was wrestling between two different messages. It was on my heart. I kept telling the Lord. I kept... I was telling the Lord what was supposed to be preached. I was telling him, no, this one's going to knock it out of the park. Well, if you just let me preach this one, he wouldn't let me do it. And he, he kept leading me back to this back to this message. And I want to show you all First uh, Peter chapter 1. How you all can have hope for what lies ahead. There's a hope for what lies ahead. I'm glad that I know how it feels. I know how it feels not to go through those valleys alone. I know how it feels not to do it by myself. I was blessed to be saved at the age of six. Has there been a time where he's not completely ignored me? Has there been a time where I've had to do it completely on my own? And even when I strayed, even when I got far from him, even when he was on the very bottom of my priority list, he's never left me alone. He ain't gave up on me. And I want to show you all the first Peter, how we can have hope for what lies ahead. Despite, despite all the challenges of growing up in this America in this day and all the many things that are facing our world, facing our country, everything that we don't have the answers for, he's got the answers for. And we have hope for the lives ahead. As a born-again, saved child of God, it don't matter how sad the world's going to get, our Savior is not going to get these, our Savior is just going to get better to us. He always gets sweeter to us day by day. And we can have hope for our lives ahead as a born-again child of God in this world. I'm going to pray. Dear Lord, I want to thank you for everything that you've done for us. Thank you so much for another opportunity to be behind the pulpit, be behind your word. I ain't worthy to be standing ready. But you've been good to me. You've been good to us. I don't know how I can thank you. But I pray that they would pray that your people would hear from you tonight and hear from your word. Pray that you got me, got my faults, got my actions, got my statements. I pray that you be honored, that I be obedient. Let's say everything that I should, nothing that I shouldn't, and that you would just stay with us the service, Lord, because you're already Well, I'm thankful. My given Savior. And I'm thankful that He won't leave me alone in the lines then. Lord, you've been so much better to me than I deserve. And I pray you you stay with us as you bless this time behind your word. Your name I pray. Amen. First Peter 1. I'm going to show you all this. I'm going to try to be a little bit brief. But out of 1 Peter 1, how we can have hope for what lies ahead. The Bible says in 1 Peter 1 and verse 1, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered 
throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank God for that blood. Shame on me if I ever get over what he's done for me. And especially, shame on me if I ever get used to being saved, if I ever get used to being blessed, if I ever get used to not being where I deserve. Shame on me. Thank you for that blood. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Number one, I see right here how we can have hope from what lies ahead. Number one, I see in verse three a resurrection for our past. I'm thankful that I don't have to live my life fighting the battles and fighting for the victory. And fighting for the accomplishment because I know at the end of the day that he's already won the big battle. He's already conquered what there is to be conquered. I'm so thankful that I don't have to do that work. Because I'm going to fail. If I try to go for the victory on my own, I'm going to fail. I'm going to come short. If I go for the victory on my own, it'll be all about me and it'll crumble. But I'm so thankful that for the resurrection for our past. And if I look at my past, I'm not, I'm definitely not proud. Of some things in my past. I've stumbled. I've fallen. I've been disobedient. I've let him down. But I'm thankful that our past is covered. I'm thankful for that resurrection in our past. I'm thankful that every time that I get to looking back. Every time I get distracted from what's going on right now. Or what he can do in the future. When I get to looking back. At the things that the devil likes to bring to my mind. And bring to my attention. I'm thankful that I just go a little bit further. We're going to see the blood of Calvary. We're going to see what it's done for us. We're going to see that the victory has already been won. We're going to see that the battle's already been won. All we got to do is just obey. All we got to do is just stay in this thing. All we got to do is just enjoy being his. Be content with that. Be satisfied with that. Be happy about that. Be happy you get to wake up in a bed. And you get to wake up with him. You get to wake up with the Bible. You get to wake up with his word. You get to wake up and he'll speak to you. And he'll talk to you if you go find him, if you go want to listen to him. And we can talk to him. I'm so thankful for a resurrection from our past. I want to keep reading. The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled. And this phrase, this phrase jumps out at me every time I look at it. And that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. I didn't see this the first time that I studied this. I didn't see it. I was going on. But the Lord recently has brought to my attention that faith is not a way. I got to look into that, and I got to thank you. I got to think about how good he's been to me. All those things that don't fade away, the things that haven't faded away. I got to read through the Bible from front to back. we reading about examples of him not fading away. I gotta think about Noah. I gotta think about when he found that grace in his eyes. I gotta think about when he was in the ark. I got to thinking when he was there, just him and his family in the middle of the storm. I have many questions for him. I have many questions to God if I was him. 
been a little storm, just me and my family. But God, He didn't fade away. Amen. I don't know. God, He didn't fade away. Yes, I'm glad the storm came down, and I'm glad He brought Noah out of that. Amen. I'm glad I never changed to Noah. Yeah. I got to think about Moses. The day they met that I am yes. in that burning bush. Oh I had a preacher tell me one time, he said, Moses had 40 years of I can't. He slew the Egyptian man. He recognized the problem. He saw what was going on. He didn't like it. He never liked it. But he took it in his own hands. He slew the Egyptian man. He said, I'm going to fix this problem. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm going to fix this. And the preacher said he had 40 years of I can't. He had 40 years of running away in the wilderness. 40 years of trying to hide from his face. 40 years of, I've already messed up. 40 years of, there's no way God can use me. And the preacher said, he had, he had the next 40 years of his I am. Amen. And the next 40 years of I am. I'm so thankful Amen. that I've had phases in my life. I've had seasons in my life where I had the I can going on. I said, I can fix this. Yeah. Well, I don't need to read my Bible today. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I got this all covered on my own. I'm not going to mess up that bad. I'm not going to fall into sin. I'm not going to fail you. But time and time again, I see that if I rely on my own strength, if I rely on what I can do, I'm going to crumble. I'm going to mess up. The fact that I can't. I wrestled with my corner preach for a few months, three, four months. And I got to tell God, it wasn't so much that I was scared. It was just, I was just how, how are you going to use me? How are you going to use me? But time and time again, he's proven me wrong. And I found his strength. I found what he can do if you just let him. I found the blessing and the peace and the confidence to be found in just obeying your word and disobedience. I'm glad he didn't fade away on Moses. I got to think about those three Hebrew boys. Shabra, Meshach, and Benny. I got to think about when they decided we're not going to be like the world. We're not going to do what the world's doing. We're not going to turn on back on God. We're going to stay the same. We're going to stay faithful. Even though when we look around, all we see is opposition. All we see is a false idol. And all we see is the God saying, you're going to worship my idol or you're going to burn. I'm going to get in the fire with him. Those of of y'all that were honest enough to stand up and say, I've been going through a valley. I've been going through a hard time. I'm not sure what's going to come next. The fire's going to get here, but he'll be with you in it. He'll meet you there. He'll meet you there. He's not coming down until you are. He'll come out with you. I got about thinking about Peter when he was trying to walk on the water. And when he began to sing, I'm glad the Lord, very he could have very easily just watched him drown. Just watched him sink. Just watched him hurt. That's not how that works. I gotta think about the times where I had drifted into sin, I had drifted into disobedience, I had drifted into failing him, and I had drifted into relying on my own strength and relying on the I can do this. And then I watched myself and I watched my life and I watched everything that I thought I had going on for me to slowly sink down to where the Lord could get my attention. I'm glad that, that big, strong, almighty hand was reaching out for me. I'm glad he didn't go nowhere when I was. Amen. I'm glad when I was going the opposite direction of that hand, I'm glad that his never moved. 
I'm glad it was there for him. I'm glad it was able to pull me up. I'm just going to set me on my feet. When I was looking around, I saw everything that I thought I had going on just slowly sinking in the sea, just slowly sinking down, just slowly going away. He didn't fade on. He didn't fade away on me. And he didn't fade away on Peter. I got to think about David when he's fighting his giants. The courage they had to take, and the belief and the faith. They had in this guy that he was going to deliver him through that situation. But he didn't fade away on David. I'm glad that his strength showed up that day. Just because one person said, I'll obey you. One person said, I know what you're capable of. One person said, I know that you can do this. If somebody's willing. And he didn't fade away on David. I got to think about Daniel and that lines then. Y'all know what it's, y'all know what it feels like to, when it feels like you're just in the lines then sometimes. You just don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going ahead. You don't know how it's going to work out, but he didn't fade away on Daniel. He didn't fade away on Daniel and that lines then. I gotta think about Stephen and Acts. I gotta think about Stephen when he was found faithful. And when he was being stoned by the people and he was just looking up at it says, it says, looking up, saw the Son of Man at the right hand of God. I'm glad his presence was right there. I'm glad he wasn't faded away right there. He wasn't somewhere in the background. He wasn't somewhere else to be found. But when he wanted to look up at God, he wanted to see Jesus. He was right there. And he didn't fade away in that situation. I got to think about this. I got to think about Jesus. I got to think about his years on earth. His years in the ministry, I got to think about how he didn't fade away. I got to think about how he didn't fade away on the cross. How he didn't fade away in the tomb. And how he hasn't faded away to this day. He's not going to. But I'm glad I've served a Savior. It didn't halfway die for me. I'm glad I served a Savior. That's not going to halfway take care of me. He's not going to halfway see me through. He's not going to halfway speak to me. He's not going to halfway help me when he knows that I need help. And shame on me if I give him anything less. Shame on me if I halfway want to serve him. If I halfway love him. If I halfway desire his will. If I halfway want to preach like he's told me to. Shame on me if I give him, if I want to give him anything less. That what he's given me. I'm glad he didn't fade away on me. I'm going to move on to verse 4. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Number two, I see a reservation for our present. I can think about the mansions that we have. I think about the home that we have to look forward to. How we can live every day knowing I'm very thankful for the blessings that I have. I'm very thankful for the places that he's taken me, for the people that he's put in my life. I'm blessed beyond what I deserve. But despite all that, I'm glad that this world is not my home. I'm glad I have somewhere I'm going. I'm glad I have a destination. I'm glad right here in in verse number four for this reservation 
for our prison. I'm going to move on. Verse 5, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Right here I see a revelation for our future. I'm so thankful that one day he's going to come back for us. And the world that has spat at his face, the world that has mocked him, the world that has took the Bible out of the equation, the world that has put him on third, fourth, fifth, sixth, somewhere there and there in the priority list, I'm glad that one day he's going to come back. Everybody, every, every, tongue shall, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. I'm so thankful for the re- 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 revelation, excuse me, for our future, speaking in tongues up here. <laughs> Verse 5. Who are kept by the power of God through faith and the salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. And we'll skip on to verse 13. It says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust and your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. If ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish, and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead, and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. I have an illustration to tell you, then I'm going to close. I was looking the other day, I was on YouTube, I was watching sports videos, NBA, NFL, football, basketball, all that stuff. And I was I was going through these videos, and I was stumbling upon a clip on YouTube. It was on this man, this athlete. Uh, he had just been fired from his team, and he was devastated about it. He was having a hard time with it. And that video is a clip of him. He's he's like sitting there against the wall. He's got a towel over his face. He's coming up his face, and he's bawling. He's crying. And he's saying, they gave up on me. He said, oh, they gave up on me. And it was the most heartbreaking thing to me because you see a guy, what he was doing, he had lost everything that he had ever worked for, everything that he wanted, everything that he had. He had it all, everything that he thought that he wanted. He had it right at his fingertips. And he had just lost. I was looking at a man that lost everything that he had worked for. And he's sitting there against the wall with a towel over his face, and he's bawling and saying, "They give up on me. They give up on me." And it just basically—it just about had me in tears. It was a sad side, but then those tears turned to happy tears real quick because I realized there's anybody that deserved to be gave up on. It was me. He had everything that he worked for, everything that he could have wanted, everything that he ever dreamed of. It was gone right then. And he lost everything that he had worked for, everything that he had deserved. But then I got to thank everything that I have. Yeah. Hey. I got salvation. Yeah. 
I got to wake up in a free country. I got to wake up with a Bible in my hand. I got to wake up with a pretty good feeling I'm going to eat someday. Like I'm going to eat that day. I got to think about the times that I deserve to be given up on. All the times that I messed up on times that if I was God, if I was God, I'd have been done with me a long time ago. I'll just be transparent about that. If I was God, I would say just, just forget about him. We'll find somebody else. We'll find somebody who wants it more. We'll find somebody who is more obedient. But I got to think about the times about how if I was God, I would have gave up on me. And I would have said just, just forget about it. But I know he's not going to give up on me. I have a reward in heaven waiting on me. I have a home in heaven. His blessings are never underwhelming. His blessings meet me every day in some way, shape, or form. I'm so thankful that I have a God that's not going to give up on me. And I just want you to know, if you're going through that hard time, if you're going to have that hard time, or if you're going into a hard time, but it's not going to be... It's not going to be easy. And you'll be in the fire, but there is hope for what lies ahead. There is hope for what lies ahead. If you're born again, saved child of God, he'll be in the fire with you. He'll be in the fire with you. That's, I'll close, Big Bird.